the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is a marketing assistant of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and is associated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense, 855-767-3123. To talk to Larry Rosenthal, he is live here in the studio with us once again. Good morning, Larry. Well, good morning, Chris, and how are you today? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Good to see your smiling face here today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In a little different location, but that's okay. Yeah. It's always good to be with you here on Saturday mornings. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. It is Open Mic Saturday, which means give us a call with any questions that you may have at all. No questions are barred whatsoever. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123 with any of your financial planning, state tax questions, estate planning, wills, trusts, taxes, mortgages, what's going on in the stock market these days, what's happening with the Fed watch, what's going on in your retirement plan, what is happening here with interest rates. The Fed says, you know what, higher for longer, but all of a sudden we're starting to see rates spike a lot. You know, This past week we had some pretty interesting economic data that came out that definitely rocked the market up and down. You know, it's almost turning into a scenario of good news is bad news for the markets. But that flipped around again where we had great news and better news for the markets. Let me break this down and take a look at what happened in the market action this past week. You know, the U.S. economy last last month in September added 360,000 new jobs. And the month before, we had an ad- additional 119,000 revisioned upwards. So, so we are the, – the economy is still percolating along very, very strong. The unemployment rate, by the way, stayed the same at about 3.8 percent. Um, another metric that the Fed looks at in addition to jobs is the wage report. You know, where are wages? 
over the wages are, are rise rose at at 0.2 percent last month month over or year over year it, it was a number of 4.2 so they're holding steady they're not they're not skyrocketing like they used to be but they're holding steady so so now you take a look at at combining the last few months of jobs over 700,000 jobs in the face of the Fed raising interest rates 550 basis points over the last 16 months from zero to five and a half percent the Fed is trying to get the economy to slow down and the economy is showing in some areas yes it is slowing while in other areas it's expanding and some of the areas that have been slowing are now we're starting to see a reacceleration so what does all this mean? What is happening in the markets? The Fed has come out with their hawkish pause and said, higher for longer, meaning we're, we're probably going to come in and raise again. I don't see that happening this year because interest rates have been spiking up. Okay, You take a look at the 10-year note, which peaked at 4.88%. Now it's softened a little since then. But I, I would not be surprised to see it get to five, maybe even five fifteen or five and a quarter at some point. That brings worry into the economy because that means that 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 money supply is very very tight from a personal from a consumer standpoint, uh, lending rates and things of that nature. So the, the the market really took it on the chin earlier this week as a result of these numbers, and then Friday morning when these numbers came out. Uh, it even took it on the chin even worse, only to see a reversal midday. Why did the markets turn? Why did the markets turn back midday? Well, let's take a look at this now. Maybe, maybe the economy, after these reports got, got digested, maybe the fact is this. The economy is strong enough to handle these rates, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with now, post-financial crisis, since 2008, to actually get a little bit of interest on your bank account money. There's nothing wrong with that, Chris. Okay? And so so when you take – yeah, exactly. So now when you take a look at this, you go, well, wait a second here. The unemployment rate is still – you know, maximum employment is, is – the definition is a 5% or less. So we're still there at 3.8, and now we've got uh, – uh, uh, excuse me, wages that are sort of stabilizing, yeah, they do still need to come down a little, and the Fed does want to bring inflation down. So it's the waiting game still. It really is, okay? It's the waiting game. So the markets spun around yesterday based off the fact that maybe this economic data is not bad. Maybe the, the economy is much more resilient at this point and strong, which then brings into the point that when rates have been rising without the Fed, recently maybe the fed's going to pause a little bit longer before they quote unquote come back in again uh so the fed has not seen these job losses piling up like they usually do in a rate rising cycle so it's just being elongated basically this process is being elongated you know it, when, when all this stuff started we were all talking about the last part of 2023 we'd probably see the fed come in and start to lower rates because they slowed the economy down so much that conversation's pushed out to midsummer at this particular point so the economy's resilient but you know what bottom line is we are not out of the woods yet we cannot wave the all clear flag by any means at this particular point when it comes to the markets you know you 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 take a look at the 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 
when when interest rates rise, it tightens down the money supply. It becomes harder for companies to borrow, becomes harder for people to to acquire, becomes harder for people to get credit cards, car payments, student loans, mortgages, the whole nine yards. We all know that, right? But what is the effect in the stock market? You know, usually when when the ten year note starts to rise, okay, what what happens a few days later with the S&P 500 with the tech heavy Nasdaq stocks what happens well you know the day or two or a week later they're basically flat but usually a quarter later the S&P has a median range of of a little over 4% and the Nasdaq just under 6% so there's that shows that you know what maybe again economies can uh, the economy can afford it if the, if we continue to 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 do what history has done you know, in, in our rearview mirror when it comes to all this. So, again, we're not out of the weeds. Stay diversified. Keep your eye on downside risk in your portfolios. Understand what you own. Make sure that in your portfolios you're really looking at, at flight to quality at this particular point because which way is this going to go? Nobody can tell you which way this thing's going to go at this particular point. Um, I am more optimistic today as I was in, in just in, in, you know, in the early summer months, June, July-ish, that time frame there. Uh, you know, we will work our way through this process, but it's been elongated, and that is because of the resiliency of the consumer right now. I'm just so, getting tired of paying $75 to $100 a tank of gas or going to the store and coming here. That's, an, that's another issue, Chris. Absolutely, that is another issue, and that really lies on the fiscal side of the house. You know, our domestic energy policy needs to be examined. It does. You know, you, you, you have to really take a look at all of this. And that's that's a, you know, that, that is a big scenario there. You know, everybody is excited about, about uh, EVs. You know, everybody's excited about electric cars and stuff like that. But at the same time, infrastructure is not there. And, and uh, you, you don't, you don't, you don't, uh, curtail down one industry through legislation to promote another you let the natural course of innovation you let the natural course of entrepreneurship you let the natural course of supply and demand dictate those markets to you right technology is not quite there for mass consumption yet but it's coming will it be here next year probably not five years i don't know 20 years i don't know there's a lot of technological advancements that have been made but still need to be made more so going forward in order for it to be mass consumed. So do you curtail down one industry in order to promote another? You know, not necessarily the, the that is the right necessarily the right economic move to your point. We've bottleneck production there which could if that gets reversed it could lead to lower energy prices here in the states, Chris. To your, to your point exactly. So, hey, it's Open Mic Saturday. Call us with any of your financial planning or investment questions. If you want to jump into the conversation, you want to talk about electric vehicles, you want to talk about your 401k, the government TSP, what's on your mind about cash flow, mortgages, interest rates. Here's a little bit of interesting numbers. You know, part of, part of what's been going on is in the... You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. We're going to take a quick break here in just a minute. Uh, it looked like we, we jumped out there for a second, Larry, but you're back. We'll go ahead. Let's uh, open up the phone lines. Give us a call this morning at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment.
You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Call right now with your questions, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Coast to coast from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123. We're talking to Larry Rosenthal, who is live here in studio in an undisclosed location, it looks like. Someplace different. Hey, also, Chris, yep, backed by popular demand, too. We had a webinar last month on the... Yep, the unnecessary taxes and how to minimize taxes on your inheritance to your to your heirs on your retirement dollars, your IRAs, your retirement plans. And uh, we've had a lot of people request, hey, can you do this again? Can, can you give us more of this information? So we're going to be rolling out the exact same webinar. I'm going to be doing it live again. It's going to take place October 24th. Tuesday, October 24th, we've got two times, they're both both Eastern times, from noon to 1 p.m. and then from 6 to 7 p.m. You can go to my website right now this morning, LarryRosenthal.com, click on the uh, educational tab, and you'll see the webinars right there. Now, here's the deal. There's no charge for these webinars, and there have been dramatic changes due to the SECURE Act 2.0 in the taxation of our retirement dollars going to our heirs non-spousal beneficiary heirs to be specific. There's also excess taxes when it comes to trust and different things like that, which we're going to be going over. So go check it out at my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the the, uh, seminar tab, uh, educational tab, and sign up for the webinar coming up October 24th, two times. It's going to be live, and you'll be able to ask questions during the webinar from noon to 1 p.m. and then from 6 to 7 p.m. as well. Let's go ahead and welcome Betty on the line from Alabama. Good morning, Betty. How are you today? Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How can I help you? Okay. I have a question about CD. Uh, I'm up in age. I'm still working. Uh, I'm a therapist, and I plan on working until I can't. 
So if you're going to take money and park it for an 18-month period of time, there's nothing wrong with a CD, okay? But remember this. The longer you leave money in a bank product like a CD or even bonds, long-term, they're not going to keep pace with two things, taxes and inflation. So if you're parking the money temporarily, absolutely, it's a great spot without a doubt. But if your time frame is longer, three, five years, whatever it is down the road, then you might want to consider putting some of it into the market, okay? But for a temporary parking spot, a CD is great. And actually, Betty, I have some, some I have a whole, I have a, a, a paper, I guess I could call it, or a kit or something that can break down the difference for you with cash, cash equivalents, the difference between CDs, money market instruments, government T-bills and stuff, and I'll be happy to send that out to you if you'd like, okay? Okay, may I ask one more question? Sure. When it comes to uh, retirement, uh, I am at retirement age, like I say, but I don't plan on retirement. Uh, when I get ready to draw my pension, is that taxable? Yes, it'll be taxed uh, federal income and state if you're in a state that has income taxes. Yes. Uh, so it'll be federal and state tax, but you won't have to pay FICA or Medicare tax on it because it's unearned income, but it is taxable at whatever tax rate you happen to fall in collectively with all of your income. Okay. Thank you. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and place you on hold, Betty, and Bob will get your information, and we'll send you out that information on the difference between CDs, bank products, and stuff like that so you can get a little bit of education. Appreciate the phone call. Hey, you're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855 855- Seven six seven three one two three. Let's bring Dan on from Virginia. Good morning, Dan. How are you today? I'm doing well by the grace of God. How are you? I am well. How can I help you, sir? Yeah, my question is very simple. Um, I don't, I don't make enough money, but by the grace of God, every month I can save like a thousand dollars. And my question is, where can I put this thousand dollars to generate something for myself and the family? So, Dan, it it comes down to this. It comes down to taking a look at when you're going to stop working. And at that particular point, we have to have a good understanding of what your your expenses are going to be each each month and what your income is going to be. Social Security, pensions, and then how do we save this $1,000 a month so that down the road you can turn that into an income stream to supplement your, your expenses during retirement? That's the answer to the question, okay? So so you're asking, where should I save this money? Where should I invest it? We have to invest it in an appropriate place 
that it has a, 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 a goal associated with it, and that is to turn income on from it down the road in retirement years. So it sounds like to me the, the first steps that, that you should really take is to get our, our financial toolkit. There's no charge for it. I can have Bob send that out to you. And that will help direct all of there, – there's a lot of questions in there, and that will help give us an idea of exactly what your your goals look like, your finish line. And then I can be able to tell you how you should invest that, that $1,000 a month, okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. I'm going to place you on a quick hold, and we'll send that information out to you. Just one second, please. Hey, give us a call on Open Mic Saturday. Any questions at all, whatever's on your mind today. We're talking about retirement plans so far. We're talking about retirement income so far. We're talking about CDs, markets. What's on your mind today? Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You know, talking about uh, the, the last caller, Dan, said, you know, where should I invest this money? How should I invest this money? Well, what's the objective for it, right? What do you need it to do? I had an interesting conversation this past week with a, a client of mine, and he came in, and, and he's, he's had this account, this, this one particular account for many, many years, and we've been talking about it. And it is at the point now where he's entering a different stage of his financial plan. There are three stages to financial planning or phases, whatever you want to call it. Accumulation, distribution, and legacy. Accumulation, you're growing your assets. Distribution, you're very close to retirement, and now you need to start pulling your assets back to produce income. And then legacy planning is obviously making sure all your estate planning is correct and beneficiary forms for your heirs. But the question becomes this. Let's suppose that you have investments and you're growing them. Grow, 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 right? And that's what a lot of people do, and that's the right thing to do. But at some point, those growth investments may not be conducive to turning on income in retirement years. For example, you take a look at you know the, the tech stocks out there. A lot of growth involved with them, right, over the years? Without a doubt. But in order to turn those into income, you have to sell off shares of those to produce income, right? Huh, that's kind of interesting. That doesn't sound so good because remember grandparents used to always say, live off your interest, live off your dividends. That was way back in a whole different economic and tax structure that those lessons were in. No longer does that exist today. No longer so, dividends? You can't use dividends as a, as a good income? You can, but, I'm use, but the example here is if you have growth stocks, they pay very low dividends. Right, right. So in order to turn them into income, you have to sell off shares. So always, make, always understand this. Now, there are ways through certain product vehicles that you can use tech stocks to turn on income. But you have to take a look, and this is one of the, 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 the blind spots that people have when it comes to retirement planning. You know, the distribution phase of retirement planning is, is the most complicated phase. And this is what I'm talking about is how do you turn your, your assets into streams of income? And yes, Chris, dividends is absolutely one, but when you're looking at having predominantly growth stocks in your portfolio, that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So there's a combination, and there's ways that you can learn how to turn those into 
uh, income streams without selling off shares of ownership. Those are some of the blind spots in people's portfolio, Larry. Hey, I see we've got to take a quick break here. Don't forget to check out my website, LarryRosenthal.com, for our upcoming webinar on how to minimize unnecessary and, in some case, excessive taxes when you're passing your retirement plans on to your non-spousal beneficiaries. We had people last month from all over the country on the webinar. It was packed. It was a lot of fun. Had a lot of questions. Feel free to go to the website again and sign up for it. It's going to be October 24th, Tuesday, two times from noon to 1 p.m. and from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Both sessions are free. Both sessions you can have the opportunity to ask questions live. So check it out on the website there, LarryRosenthal.com. Those of you that are following us right now this morning on LarryRosenthal.tv, you can use the QR code right there, and it'll take you right to the registration spot. You're listening to Making Money Sense, and we'll be back in a moment. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. Back in a moment with more The Larry Rosenthal Show. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. Call right now with your questions, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Coast to coast from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123. Is that phone number to call? That's 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, who is taking your phone calls right here in the studio today. That's 855-ROSE-123. It's the fourth quarter of the year, Chris, and it is giving season, right? People's eyes very quickly are turning to Thanksgiving and Christmas and giving season, right? First John 3.17 says, But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and, ch- and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him, right? Philippians 4.19, And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You know, God's economy is an economy of servitude, giving, loving others as you love yourself, right? It is moving toward the holiday season. Let's take a look at where we want to give. You know, where are your giving dollars going? The Christ-centered giving dollars. Store up treasures for yourselves in heaven, right? Think eternity. Think eternally, I should say with your assets. God owns them all anyway, Psalms 24 runs, right? 
We've talked about this many times on the show and in many webinars. You have an opportunity, and it's kind of a neat thing. You have ways and techniques where you can multiply that giving and get it, you know, use some of your resources to actually make it even better for for those giving opportunities. Yeah, I mean, there's different programs. There's donor advised funds and food income funds and all types of things that we need to get educated on in order to do giving and things like that. Yep. Absolutely. So we've done. Um, I've I've actually done w- seminars for nonprofits and and their donor base and showing them how to give more effective giving. You know, if you're involved in a nonprofit, a charity, uh, e- even a church, and you want to teach people how to give more efficiently and more effectively. Then you know, give us a ring eight five five rose one two three. Be happy to send you out that information and show you how you can educate your donors, or your your people in your church on how to how to use the friendly part of the tax code for your charity for your concern, as well as enhance their families uh, along the way too. So it's the bottom of the hour right now. It's nine thirty, and we started this new thing in the weeds. Right, we're in the bottom of the hour, and we're going down in the weeds. You know, this is for the number crunchers. So the number crunchers out there, pay attention here. And uh, uh, so, so I wanted to talk a little bit about a couple things here. Jumping into the weeds, according to Morningstar right now, uh, the S and P five hundred is actually undervalued a little bit. Believe it or not, even though the P.E. ratio, it d- depends on the length of time you're looking at this report. But tech seems to be undervalued as well, according to them on, on a report that I pulled down here this morning, which I find very interesting. You know, yes, tech stocks do have a little bit higher P.E. ratio. They always have traditionally. Uh, maybe they do command a demand premium for that stuff, right? But here's the weeds that we want to go down into and take a look at some things. There's a metric that people use oftentimes to check to see are they on pace, are they outpacing, are they performing better than the actual index that their investments are attached to. And that is something called the tracking error. So those of you that are the number crunchers, what is the tracking error? The tracking error is basically the, a divergence between the price behavior of a position in a portfolio and the price behavior of a benchmark. Tracking errors are reported as a standard deviation percentage, basically tells you the difference between your return that you're actually getting versus the benchmark it's trying to copy, right? So if you have a mutual fund out there and it says, yeah, we try and manage according to the S&P and the S&P is up four and you're up three, you have a 100 basis points tracking error, up or down, right? So you have to take a look at that right there. So that is one way that you can take a look at analyzing an ETF, a mutual fund, or even stocks. What index are they associated with, and how is your performance doing as it's applied to that index? Tracking errors can be gauged weekly, monthly, um, quarterly, yearly decade, whatever it may be. So there you go. Let's uh, uh, jump up out of the weeds now, Chris, and get back to some planning. How's that sound? Yep, I know you all are happy for that, but I, you know, I wanted to do this weed thing, right? Uh, that that uh, I was people are asking for some of that weed yeah. killer, but you know we didn't have it. Yeah, well, there's the weed killer, right? It just you know glazed donut look when you get into some of these stock market numbers. Uh, when it, so it's kind of kind of funny there. Um, I, I, another thing that has has come up 
two is on the RMDs, required minimum distribution. This has been in the in in the news a little bit, and and, and you know a, a, as a result of of a lot of different things, uh, a lot of changes in the rules. Age seventy two, it was at seventy and a half, then it went to seventy two. Now it's going to seventy three, and in twenty thirty five, it goes to seventy five. Eight five five seven six seven three one two three eight five five rose one two three. Yeah, you're back there, Larry. We lost you just for a half a second. I'm getting a little bit of, uh, I guess, Space internet disc. traffic here. Space I don't know disc. what's going on. Disc, but you're back. Go ahead. Yep, yep. Undisclosed locations, Bob. See, this will do it to us, right? <laughs> and no, I'm not in the Orioles dugout either. So, uh, uh, but it'd uh, be fun, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, so so required minimum distributions. Um, question is, you know, in down markets when you're taking your RMD, can it really drain the account? And and the answer is yes. But but let me expand the question here. When you're in a down market and you're withdrawing money, it can hurt the account even more. So you have to really take a look at how your accounts are set up. Inside your accounts, you want to have what we would call quiet money or money that doesn't move up and down a lot when the markets get in, in, in when the markets have volatile volatile times when they're being pushed down so so you always want to have a component of growth in your portfolio because you need money when you're 70 80 90 95 years old but at the same time you need to have distribution money so you have different sleeves of risk different sleeves of investment objectives different sleeves of liquidity, you know, different sleeves of investment strategies all within your portfolio to be able to handle income today, whether it's needed for monthly support or or just simply your required minimum distributions or giving or whatever, and you still still need to have sleeves for growth down the road. And this is where a lot of people get tripped up and make mistakes because they don't understand the impact of what we would call the sequencing of returns. Sequencing of returns. What are the returns doing for you right now while you're investing money, putting new capital to work, or while you're using money to consume with out, you know, from your investment accounts? What are the sequencing of returns that's going on in that particular line item of investment that you're using to pull money out of? It's very important to understand this. And this is where a lot of financial advisors and clients trip themselves up because they do not take a look and they do not understand the importance of sequencing of returns. Then that goes into another question as well, which is what is the, what is the withdrawal rate? How much withdrawal should we be having? There's an old rule out there that says a 4% rule, 5% rule. Some people say 6%. I've seen reports that are less than two, okay? These things are all over the place. And, and here's the deal. Basically, at a 4% rate of return, in a perfect world, 75% stocks, 25% bonds, use a couple of indices, S&P, Barclays, Ag, whatever it may be, you know, there's a good probability you will not run out of money over the next 30 years. Well, hold on a second. What if I want to take out 5%? Your probability goes down more. What if I want to take out 6 or 7 It goes down. You know, your probability goes up the more you're withdrawing money, obviously. But wait a second here. 
how does this really work? What is the rule that we have to look at? Well, what's the age you're going to start your withdrawals on? Right? And where are those withdrawals coming from? Are they coming from a guaranteed position? Are they coming from places that are market dependent? So, again, you have to take a look here at, and I'm trying to tie these two planning uh, techniques together that are a big blind spot in people's income. You've heard of people in retirement in their 70s, because this is about when it hits them. In their 70s, they say, you know, things are really tight now. Okay. You know, maybe I need to go back and get a part time job. Things are tight because that's when this stuff starts to hit them because they, they have been doing things maybe not in the most efficient way in their first third of retirement years, understanding the sequencing of returns as well as the quiet pool of money in their portfolios, all versus the rate of withdrawal. So we're getting a little technical here this morning, but I need for people to understand the importance of looking at the second stage of financial planning. Again, accumulation is the first stage. The second stage is then pulling the dollars back. If you want to see how it works, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. We've got a video there on the front page that talks about a financial plan in the three phases of financial planning right there. And this is how things need to be set up. We've sent out, I don't know how many thousands of, of these toolkits over the years, and this will start to highlight for you um, how to uncover this blind spot on the sequencing of returns, the rate of withdrawal that, that, you, that you have, and the longevity of your assets there. So if you want to get a copy of our financial planning toolkit, feel free to give us a ring or go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, shoot us off an email. We're happy to send it out to you. There's no charge for it. And while you're there, check out our webinar coming up on October 24th, Tuesday afternoon, Eastern time from noon to 1 p.m. And then again from 6 to 7 p.m. We're going to be going over the unnecessary and sometimes excessive taxes when you're passing your IRA money on to your non-spousal beneficiary heirs. Understand how this works. We'll also be talking about tax efficiencies and Roth conversions, as well as how to increase tax-free distributions to your heirs along the lines as well in that webinar. It's about an hour long. There's no cost for it. People will sign up from it all over the country, so that's not a problem at all. And you have an opportunity to ask questions live in the webinar. So we're going to take a quick break here. We'll keep the phone lines open. Give us a call on this Saturday morning with no questions barred. It is open mic Saturday, whatever's on your mind, 855-ROSE-123, 855-ROSE-123, or 855-767-3123. You listen, you listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. 
This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. your questions, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Coast to coast from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show. I'd love to hear from you at 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, who is live here in studio with us today. Larry. Sure, Chris. Let's bring George on from New Jersey. Good morning, George. How are you this morning? Yes, I'm fine, Larry. Um, I'm calling, just a curious question. Um, I was watching the news uh, yesterday morning and after the jobs report came out um, and I saw the market and uh, at the beginning of the day at least, the stock market was down and the headline said that yields are up. So I guess my question is, if stocks are down and people are selling, they were selling stocks also because yields were up for bonds, people were selling bonds, where was that money going? Cash? <laughs> that was a great question, yes. <laughs> uh, I've had that question asked to me several times yesterday, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to cash. But but also, you saw a pivot in the market, too, yesterday, where the market closed up very strong. It closed with momentum. Maybe it went, some of it went into equities as well, you know, at these levels. Because you, you have to, you know, what is the... What is the where is this going to go, George? Is the is the economy going to crumble down? Is the economy going to really stall and have a bad recession because rates have gotten so high? Or is the economy able to digest it and we're still producing jobs, wages are holding up? Which one is it? Both are correct at this point. We, we're we're going to get the clarity of direction on this in another few months of, of economic data coming in. So on one hand, the jobs report was showing resiliency in the economy. On the other hand, the jobs report was showing that rates are going to remain higher for longer. So people may have basically said, I'm going to get out of some of these bonds, drop it into stocks yesterday, because the values of stocks have gone down so much, 6 7% in the matter of the last several weeks, right? They know they can always come back into bonds and, and get those rates as well. So it was a very interesting day on Wall Street, but I do believe that some of the money went into equities, and I do believe that some of the money went into cash, to answer your question specifically, okay? Great. Okay. Great. All right. That's all. I was just curious. Thanks, Larry. I appreciate that. Yep, absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. Hey, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. Let's bring Paulette on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Paulette. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you today? Um. My husband just passed away about a year and a half ago, and uh, we had um, we had one one banking account that we wrote our bills with every month. I had a separate account um, for money that I earned from a part-time job, 
and um, that my Social Security money is going there. And I also had some money left over that were where we had been saving in a credit union, because that was my husband's desire. And um, now my daughter, she works for some banking corporation, I'm not sure which, and she's encouraging me to take my money out of the credit union and put it in the bank, and I don't understand why. What's your suggestion? Well, Paulette, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about your husband passing, okay? Sorry to hear about that. When it comes to... And I know where he is with the Lord. Well, that's all that matters, right? Eternity with Jesus is the game, right? Definitely. Amen. Amen, yes. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. So the difference between credit union and banks, basically it's just a convenience factor for you. Uh Um, Now, they will have different interest rates, okay? And you want to try and get a banking product that gives you stability and the highest interest rate, in my opinion. But there's also a convenience factor, too, you know. Uh, you know, d- does does the credit union provide all the same services and online access and services that the bank does, and vice versa? Yeah. So it's really it really just boils down to convenience and interest rates from that perspective. There, okay. Oh, so yep. it's my if, decision. It's your decision, yes. And if you like, I can send you out information. We're going to send this out to another caller earlier today on the difference between what we call cash and cash equivalents, how CDs work, how money markets work, how T-bills work, because those rates are becoming attractive now, and people need to get education on this. We haven't seen rates like this since before yeah. 2007. You know, So it's been quite a while from that standpoint. And uh, I'll put you on hold, and Bob will get your information, and we'll send that out to you, okay? Okay, thank you. God Absolutely. Bless. You too. Appreciate the phone call. Hey, dial us up at 855-ROSE-123, 855-ROSE-123. Um, uh, so, so, you know, we're, we've been talking about a couple different things today. Got into the weeds a little bit, and I stayed there a little too long maybe, Chris. I don't know. That's but, okay. We learned something. Yeah, but so let's go back and take another look here at a – at another financial planning concept, wealth management concept that really puts people into some sort of a conundrum when they're trying to make decisions on what their goals are with their investments. Okay. So when you're sitting down, oftentimes we have this, we have uh, comments from clients that will say this. They'll say, well, that, that IRA over there, that's for the kids, or, or that account over there, that's for the grandkids. We're we're gonna we're not gonna use that in our retirement income, but yet you take a look at how it is invested, and it's invested according to the risk profile of somebody who might be seventy eight years old, even though that money is earmarked to go to the grandkids that might be teenagers now. So, how are you investing your dollars today for your your own needs? as well as your heirs needs. So if you're secu- if you're if you're secure and saying that this pile of money or this account over here 99% positive that it's going to go to the grandkids or to the kids, then maybe you should reevaluate how it's invested and take a look at is it invested for growth for a much younger generation or do you have it invested according to your risk profile because 
that's just what you thought you had to do. So we're seeing this more and more when, when people will say, hey, Larry, can you take a look at our evaluations? We have people all the time, they'll, they'll email us and they'll say, can, you, can your office take a look at our portfolios? How are we stacking up with what's going on? We want a second opinion. You know, if you want a second opinion on your on your information, go shoot us off an email. Eight five five Rose one two three is our phone number, and our email. You can just go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com or RosenthalWealthManagementGroup.com, and you'll see it sitting right there. Shoot us off an email. Happy to give you an evaluation on this because this is where people are missing the boat. Think about this. If you said, you know, I've got, I don't know. $50,000 in an IRA account and it's going to go to the grandkids and you're not going to use it and you're 75 years old and you live another 15 years, let's say, that's 15 years of growth that could have gone in growth mode for the grandkids knowing you're not going to use those dollars versus having it secure as you should have yours you know, in a more of a conservative position. So, so take a look, and again, this falls under the heading of know what you own and why you own it, okay? It's important. There's all different types of these little tiny steps that people can improve performance, tax efficiencies, uh, you know, all kinds of things for, the, for themselves during their retirement years as well as for their heirs down the road when you want to pass assets on. So, so really take a good look at this. These are, these are, you know, I guess we're just on the theme today of, of taking a look at, you know, blind spots, questions that aren't popular that people overlook a lot of time when it comes to all of this uh, uh, wealth management planning. Let's bring Cheryl on the line from California. Good morning, Cheryl. How are you this morning? Hi, good morning, Larry. Thank you for taking my call. I just really want to tell you how much I appreciate the information that you've been giving us um, as layman folk, um, I've learned a lot from you. And again, I just want to thank you. And I'll talk really fast because I'm almost at work. But um, I'm 64 years old, and I have uh, about 30,000 liquid cash. And I heard you mention um, that T-bills were looking really attractive right now. And so I was wondering, do you suggest that I put the whole 30,000 into T-bills right now? And if that's the case, how do I find the institution that is offering me the better rate? So, Cheryl, uh, thank you for your, your comments. I appreciate that, and thank you for listening. Um, so if, if, uh, uh, if you have 30000 in the bank and you're asking, do I, should you put all that in T-bills, the answer is no. I want you to keep liquid money in the bank because what happens if you get two flat tires today versus one, right? You're going to need to spend some of that money for an emergency. So, so start with emergency money, Larry. This is I'm sorry. It's not my emergency money. Okay, so this is excess. Then yes, then then you should take a look at that. So so here's one of the differences in in between bank accounts or bank CDs and T bills, Cheryl is that on bank CDs, you have to pay uh, non-IRA bank CDs, you have to pay federal income tax and state tax, whereas on T-bills, you only have to pay the federal income tax. So being in California, you're going to save a tremendous amount of tax on the interest that you would have earned from a CD to a T-bill. So from that standpoint, I would take a look at T-bill. Rates are slightly higher in most cases on a six-month T-bill versus bank CDs. Bank CDs, if you put money in for a six-month or a year and you pull it out before then, you have to pay a penalty, not so much in T-bills. Uh, 
Okay, you can pull it out and they just give you the interest to date. How do you get them? You can go directly and get them or you can use an advisor like us and we can get them for you. Some of the advantages of using an advisor is what happens if rates spike up again? You can just get out of it and into a new one right away. It's done for you to get a higher rate, whereas if you go direct, you can't really do that. So that's the advantage there. But I'll send you out some information on the differences, the pros and cons, and how you go about doing that for you, okay? Let me go ahead and place you on a quick hold. I know you said you're getting ready to get to work. I'll put you on a quick hold, and Bob will get your information, and we'll send you out the the info on T-bills and CDs and stuff like that, okay? And thank, and thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate you this morning, and God bless you. Absolutely. You too. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Dial us up at 855-ROSE-123. Let's bring Martha on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Martha. How are you today? Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much. I'm doing very well. Your program's amazing as usual, um, and I appreciate it. Um, a friend, um, actually a relative, um, had been a caregiver for um, a dear friend of hers, and she ended up... Um, her, car, her house was wiped out in Superstorm Sandy, and I think they were just renting at the time, and uh, so they had no place to live eventually. This lady, I'm tying it together because the lady uh, was had cancer, and she passed away, but before she did, she gave them, she said, go buy yourself a house, and she said, she gave them a set of money, said, go buy a house, and then there was a bidding war, it went a little higher, and she goes, just get it. And so they got this house outright with cash from this lady about a week and a half to two weeks before she passed away. Do you know, since they're not blood relatives, do you know, will they have to like pay estate taxes? Because I don't think this was part of a, it wasn't part of a will that had gone out already. You know, she hadn't passed away yet. So do you know how that is affected? Do they have to pay no ordinary income on the hundreds of thousands of dollars? So, Any Martha, the the, the, this is going to fall under gift tax law. The recipient of a gift never pays tax on it, okay? Um, ah, so, so this is so the 17000 for this year and 18000 for next year? Exactly, but it sounds like it was a little bit more than, the, than what those limits were. So the lady who get, gave the money is going to have to use up part of her lifetime exemption of up to a million dollars of a gift. So there needs to be some filing done on that end of it, okay? Um, so for we need to probably – pardon me? For the recipient. No, there needs to be filing done for the, the lady who passed away uh, to utilize that lifetime gift. So this is this – is, uh, um, we need to get a CPA involved in this, okay? Uh, but it's going to be fine for your friends. Okay, but we just want to make sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, right? Uh, yeah, so, so, so that's what needs to happen there, really. So I can, uh, if you want, I can refer you to a couple of CPA firms, and they can look into it and make sure that everything's done, and then probably do a, um, uh, a an, an amendment to the uh, to, to the lady who passed. Uh, okay. Martha, I'm getting some music in my ears, which means I've just got a few moments left in the show. I'm going to place you on hold, and Bob will get your contact information and refer you to the firm to start Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Don't forget to go visit my website, LarryRoseball.com. Sign up for our, our newsletter, follow us on Facebook, as well as check out our uh, 
upcoming webinar on October 24th. Two times will be there at uh, noon to 1 p.m. and then 6 to 7 p.m. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. I'll be back next Saturday with another session of the Making Money Sense Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.